Hello and welcome to Permanently Resident, a podcast about the ups and downs of living abroad. My name is Robin, I'm from Brighton, England, and I'm living in Richmond, California. Hi, I'm Jose. I'm from LA, Los Angeles, California, and I'm in Kanagawa, Japan at the moment. So this is episode 17, and today we're talking about national holidays. Mm. Um, so we've got to, we, we're going to do a couple of comparisons about how different holidays are, c- are celebrated in the UK, Japan, and the USA. And, and then we're going to talk about some holidays that are not internationalized and are only celebrated in those different places. So okay. we've got one important one coming up. I know one that Jose absolutely loves. He can't wait to get out and knock on some doors. Halloween's coming up later this later this uh, later this month. So, you know, since that's an American holiday, what I mean, what does that mean to you? What does that? What did that uh, mean when you were growing up? It just it meant candy. It meant it meant going out with friends, and it meant sleepovers at each other's houses when you're uh, growing up. So it was just a lot of fun, something to look forward to, and um, yeah. It was a big part of my childhood, so I really, I really enjoyed it when I was young. How about you? Um, I definitely went trick or treating a few times when I was younger, and it was, it was something that people in my neighborhood were prepared for. So, mm-hmm. you know, by the time I was, you know, by the mid '90s, people in in the UK were already kind of embracing Halloween. Yeah, um, yeah, but it sounds like it was a bit of a bigger deal for you. I mean, I've never heard of people having sleepovers on Halloween. Is that typical? I mean, you know, you gather up with your friends, four or five friends, and then go trick or treating. And if it's a Friday night, I guess usually Halloween lands on a Thursday, though, right? I guess the thirty-first. But well, it's going to be it's going to be a different day every year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So depending on the day it landed on, maybe just uh, yeah. Stay over at your buddy's house and enjoy all that candy. Stay up late, play some video games. Uh, yeah, it was definitely a lot of fun. I guess the key when you're trick-or-treating is you got to make sure you go to the, the right neighborhood. The richer, the better for that, right? Well, you, I mean, you grew up in Simi Valley, right? That's a, that's a very middle-class, upper-middle-class type of Californian suburban neighborhood, isn't it? True, but still there are tiers of neighborhoods, even if it's, you know, Simi Valley. And yeah, my neighborhood's so-so, but, you know, if we wanted that nice candy, go up to my my friend Mike's neighborhood where, uh, you know, everyone has near million dollar houses. And uh, yeah, you're definitely not going to get cheated on the candy over there. So what's that next to the uh, country club or something like that? (laughs) Yeah, it's a... Oak Ridge Estates. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Well, next time I'm down there at Halloween, I'll be sure to check out Oak Ridge Estates. Valley, um, California, right there. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like, as with mm. as, as with a number of other American traditions in the UK, mm. really now is just it's just an excuse to get drunk. You know. Um, oh, Halloween. Yeah, Halloween. Okay, it's Halloween, so that means we're going to go out clubbing, basically, for you know your university students, your young adults. You're going to put on some provocative or revealing outfit and drink too much, right? Yeah, I mean, it's always like you know, same same here in Japan. It's just a day to like dress up, and everyone goes to Shibuya, which is uh, kind of a young people's uh, 
nightlife area in Japan, or maybe Ropongi, another nightlife area or wherever. And you know, just people, yeah, basically go drink, go to the club, get crazy, and they're in their Halloween costumes, and you know, that's it. It's not it's not based as a kids' holiday like it is in the United States. But yeah, even now in the States, it is a kids' holiday, but it also has the adult side, right? There are adult parties for Halloween now. Well, yeah. I mean, I remember when we were at UCSB together, you know, mm-hmm. Halloween was the biggest event of the year, right? Yeah, yeah. Huge party. Um, I recommend anyone to YouTube UCSB Halloween. And yeah, I, I have never seen any kind of like street party at a university like that before. It was pretty intense. Yeah, yeah, I've got so I've got some memories of that. Some some that are enjoyable to think of, some that aren't so enjoyable. Um, <laughs> but it, it, I I just wonder both with the UK and Japan, like why why do people bother her? Why what's the appeal of Halloween if it has kind of no cultural root? Mm. I mean, in Japan, naturally, people like to cosplay to begin with. Okay. <laughs> Right. So (laughs) I think it's a very natural thing to like, you know, oh, I'm wearing my Power Ranger, my Pokemon, my whatever anime like thing I like kind of costume made costumes. It's just like really natural just to slip in the Halloween cosplay. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So equally, I guess in, in the UK, any excuse to drink more alcohol is always welcome. So, hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I guess just to touch on some further more things when when I was trick or treating as a as a kid. Yeah, you you would get you would get the odd house where like they'd give you like a Bible verse or something that just wasn't, <laughs> wasn't candy. So, you know, you'd be like, man, fuck those guys at the end. Didn't and get then, any uh, dried fruit or anything like that. Yeah, you'd get like a healthy snack. I'm like, oh, man. And you just come back later with with some raw eggs late at night. Just throw them at their door, throw them at their windows when they're asleep. That's payback, right? That's a, oh. that's a typical Halloween payback, right? I guess so, yeah. The what, I mean, one thing that I remember from when I was younger, you know, people go trick-or-treating in England, but it's not. Uh-huh. it's not that it's not as common so if somebody comes to the door then it's not unexpected but mm-hmm. if nobody comes then whatever so i remember one year mm. there was some like older some teenagers and they came to the door and i opened mm. it and we didn't have anything so i was just like okay sorry we don't have anything see you later mm. and then they then they then they pissed all over our front door <laughs> same thing yeah you better come prepared was, i was like well they're probably they probably disappointed a number of houses, so I hope they were taking a large bottle of water around with them to replenish their supplies. Yeah, Halloween's uh, things like that happen. Obviously, I mentioned throwing raw eggs at people's houses. You mentioned you know urinating on doors. Uh, we throw toilet paper in someone's uh, you know in front of their house, teepee their house, I guess you call it, or the tree in front of their house, make a huge mess. So yeah, there's a lot of that kind of going on. And, um, you know, even, you know, on a different side, like I've seen people like, you know, in the morning, there would be like some dead animals, even like people get weird on Halloween sometimes, man. Wow. Okay. 
I mean, that's not common. Don't, don't misunderstand if you're listening to the podcast. It's not a common American thing. But there are some weird people who, like, believe in Halloween as, like, a religious holiday, like, dark side religious holiday. But that's, like, super rare, though, yeah. I mean that's the well, that's where the, that's the origin of Halloween, right? It's it is right. a religious holiday. Right. Um, but yeah. you also mentioned that you used to go trick or treating with Mike as well, right? Yeah, we went trick or treating when we were kids, like almost every year, basically. So we have a, a long Halloween history together. Um, and uh, yeah, we gathered up. We we were pounding the pavement, filling up our bags getting it up to a kilo, two kilos worth of candy. And we were almost done. And then these, these boys that were like a few years older than us, like just came up to us and they're like, give us a bag. <laughs> like what? <laughs> give us a bag. And like, I'm like, I'm this is me and Mike and you know, Mike's a good guy, but you know, in a fight, I don't know, with, with like five other kids there. So just, yeah, I got, got mugged in the street for my Halloween bag. So that kind of stuff happens too. Just no dedication. They wouldn't knock and knock on any doors themselves, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, you know, when you're when you're trick or treating, you enjoy it for a number of years, and then I don't know at what age you stop, but there's there comes an age where you're like, yeah, it's I'm too old. You know, it just creeps up on you. You're I'm too old. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I think... I don't, thirteen or fourteen or fifteen i don't think I think you're really pushing it at fifteen, maybe when you're fourteen or something it's like the the last year kind of yeah, I see what you mean I mean you're asking other people for candy right so yeah uh, it seems a bit strange when you get older yeah yeah um what about Christmas then? I mean that's another I mean that's another big one that's celebrated in various different forms all across the world was yeah that, was that a big deal for you growing up I mean Definitely. It was a huge deal. Um, first of all, my family has a, has a Catholic background. So Christmas is always going to be huge just from a religious aspect. Right. Um, I might not be so religious, but you know, it is my family's influence. So we always, we always stayed up late until midnight Christmas Eve as a family. So, uh, yeah, we took that holiday very seriously. Yeah. How about you? Uh, there was a bit of a divide. I mean, my mother mm. doesn't, I mean, I suppose she celebrates Christmas, but it's in the most minimal way possible. Mm. Uh, you know, there's a bit more fanfare when we, when I was younger, but mm. you know, it's pretty minimal nowadays. On the other hand, my, my stepmother, you know, she likes to go all out with the, uh, you know, decorations, music, food, gifts, you know, all kinds mm. of events. So, you know, that was always yeah, fun yeah. to kind of like, you know, overindulge and kind of, you know, get a bit excited about Christmas Day and waking up early. And you know. No, I mean, I, I was I was shaking those packages trying to figure out what was inside, man. I mean, I, I wanted to know, like, is it what I wanted? Is it is it what I asked for? Oh man, I, my best memory of a present though is I was open with all my gifts and I was so disappointed. I didn't get what I want. I was just, ugh. And then my mom said to check behind the sofa and I checked and there's a huge box and it was a, it was a Nintendo. It's a big gift at that time, right? Or a Famicom for our Japanese listeners, a Nintendo, right? Man, that was, that was crazy. That was a good memory. I still have it, so. 
Wait, what, How about you? Did you get, was that the original uh, Nintendo? Yeah, the original Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, obviously, nice. obviously it had been out for a number of years. Yeah. But for me, still, it was great to get it. Yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah, of course. How about you? Did you have a good memory of a gift? I guess the one that one that stands out and the one I get I think I was really excited about at the time was uh, maybe when I was six or seven I got a Lego castle. Oh, okay. And that, that was a pretty big deal. And then I spent you know a good few hours putting it together with my dad. So nice. I think I, I think I was pretty excited about that. Um, mm-hmm. But then for you know for a number of years. I wasn't taking Christmas very seriously. It was just, you know, it was never a top priority. I wasn't, I wasn't at home. Um, yeah. but I, sp- I suppose it's, be- it's become more important in the last few years as a kind of like a family gathering and an important time to get together with people. Definitely, definitely. And um, another aspect of Christmas besides the gifts would always be the, the food, right? The food. Um, in Japan, uh, I don't know the full history, but I guess there was a promotion in the 1980s or 90s with KFC and Christmas. So Japanese people have really tied KFC as an essential part of Christmas, which lives on today. You know what I'm saying? Well, uh, <laughs> I do, but when somebody, uh, I guess it was a few years ago, the first time somebody told me that, I thought it was a joke. No, no, so no. Like, no. Oh, it's Christmas. We're going to go to KFC. I'm, I said, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can pre-order your chicken and you can fill out a form like Christmas reservation at KFC and go pick it up. Oh, yeah, it's all about that. I mean, you, you can get your chicken somewhere else, too. Like, don't get me wrong. Not everyone's buying KFC, but it is a part of the culture. I also heard, which was, mm. I thought was quite strange, was another part of a fixed part of the Japanese tradition of Christmas mm. was Christmas cake. Um, um, which, I, which I always thought, you know, which I always thought was weird. Because for me, that's a very British tradition of like very, very heavy mm. fruit cake, mm. and uh, you know, my grandmother used to make it every year and cover it in marzipan. Mm. And, you know, I'd hold back the vomit while I was putting it in my mouth. Um, you know, that's the type no, of no, cake. No, that's in, the... in Peru. Yeah, go on. Mm. No, no, no. I'm just saying in Peru, eating fruitcake, like store-bought fruitcake, they're not making it. They're just buying that, uh, I guess in Spanish we say paneton or the, the fruitcake yeah. uh, is essential for Christmas. And I like the taste, but I don't like the fruits. So I just pick up the fruits <laughs> and eat, it, eat the bread with the raisins, right? But yeah, that's the, but that's the, like, that's Italian style yeah, fruitcake, right? Peruvians love and we eat it every Christmas. You guys don't do that in England? Well, that I like that's good that type I will eat that. Yeah, that's what good. I'm, yeah. What I'm talking about is English Christmas cake, which mm. is you know, it's a similar idea, right? But it's very very when you slice it, it's very dark brown. It's very heavy. You know, mm-hmm. your regular size cake is going to weigh okay. you know, probably a couple of kilos. It's really, really heavy stuff, and uh, so that's that's one of my okay. 
that but i heard that that's an important part of um japanese christmas so for me that was confusing just because it seems like such a mishmash of things you've got your kfc on the one hand and then you've got your christmas cake on the other hand so it just seemed a little bit bizarre to me yeah and then you had the fact that there's no religious aspect to it and it's a purely commercialized holiday in japan on top yeah. of it and then you and then actually it's more of a couple's holiday than anything it's not a family holiday it's a couple's holiday right so I don't know. Yeah, so I'm saying that's the day people will reserve a nice restaurant. That's the day people will, you know, have that French restaurant with the wine and I don't know, maybe a proposal. I have no idea. It's a it's a very, very couples holiday indeed. So and maybe, sure, they'll they'll buy presents for kids, I guess. Yeah. So maybe you don't know them, but what I mean, what's the meaning of Christmas for Japanese people then? If if it's not really a very deeply embedded tradition, there's no religious mm -hmm. aspect to it. Like, what mm -hmm. what are they celebrating Christmas? Is it just mm. is it simply an activity they do on a certain day? I think we can think of it this way: uh, in the in the states, uh, Christmas is a family holiday. New Year's is kind of just celebrate the the New Year, kind of or a party or whatever right and in japan it's the opposite where christmas is kind of the go out with go out and enjoy and have a date and uh you know all that commercialized stuff but then new year's becomes a really family holiday okay that makes sense yeah i still i'm still not really getting my head around it but uh like if you're single maybe you have like a christmas party with friends or you all go out together christmas christmas uh day or whatever or eve and it's not a family-centric holiday in japan. sure that's sure i get that i i guess what i'm tr i'm thinking of like if i'm thinking about halloween for example uh -huh, uh -huh. when i was in the uk i don't really celebrate and even when i'm here i don't really celebrate because it doesn't have any meaning to me like uh it's just an appropriation of culture then right just you know we they probably or i guess you know see it in movies see it on tv some of it looks fun took the mm -hmm. aspects and incorpor incorporated the fun aspects while leaving out the religious aspects okay that makes sense yeah. so let's let's move on and talk about a few holidays that are unique to each uh to each country okay. um, and maybe we can transition by talking about thanksgiving like so Thanksgiving is a very important American holiday. Maybe I'd say even the most important American holiday. But yeah. it hasn't really caught on anywhere else. So why do you think that is? Like mm. Halloween's become popular. Um, Christmas has become popular. But you know, nobody, nobody outside of the U.S. is celebrating Thanksgiving. You know with the exception of Canadian Thanksgiving, which is you know, a little bit different. Yeah. So, so Christmas comes from, we're celebrating the birth of Jesus, right? That's yeah. the, the base, right? And Halloween, uh, I'm not even sure. You, you said it could have some dark religious <laughs> beginnings, perhaps? Well, it's not, I mean, not dark religious yeah. uh, beginnings. Yeah. I, I'll probably get this wrong, but there are three holidays that come on mm -hmm. October 31st. Mm -hmm. November 1st and 
November 2nd, right? And you've got All Hallows mm. Eve, All Saints Day. Mm. I'm blanking, but there are three in in succession, right? And those are religious yeah. holidays when uh, you're celebrating um, the dead, right? You're remembering the dead. and Okay, uh, so there's religious you know, like, groups. Yeah, like so. For in Mexico, you've got uh, Dia de los Muertos, yeah, right? Which Muertos. is which is not on October thirty first, but it's linked to the same series of holidays as Halloween, right? It has the same origins. Halloween. Halloween is a celebration of death or remembering those who are dead, that kind of thing, right? Yeah, and so, I mean, obviously, we don't we're not doing that anymore, but you do see a lot of themes of death, right? And you've got skeletons, you've got zombies, yeah. graves. Um, mm. So a lot of themes about, mm -hmm. about death. Right? So I guess Thanksgiving would be a non-religious holiday then because its origins are historical in, uh, and you could slice this up a lot of ways, but I guess the basic premise would be the colonists, from England were here in the early days on the east coast of the United States before before it was the United States of America so this is when it was an English colony and they were struggling with adapting to the conditions of the east coast of the United States specifically the weather and uh, not being able to farm efficiently or well and their lives were saved because the Native Americans brought them some of the harvest or vegetables and food uh, to help them survive during the hard, harsh months of the winter. Therefore, they're thankful. So it's Thanksgiving, you know, they were able to survive. Uh, I guess that's the basic premise of Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, I, I think there's, there's the myth that the, the colonists and the uh, indigenous groups got together and had a feast together, right? And that's, that was the first Thanksgiving. I don't know whether that's true or not, but that's kind of, that's part of the mythology of Thanksgiving, right? Right. And I guess Squanto is somewhere in this story, right? The, mm, the indigenous uh, person called Squanto, right? Well, I get, I'm not. I'm a little hazy on it. I guess I need to brush out. Now I'm a newly minted American citizen. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so, but back to the question I asked. Like, so, how is it that Christmas and Halloween have become popular outside of the United States? For example, in Japan, whereas Thanksgiving hasn't really caught on. Because Black Friday, that has caught on in other places, right? In the last few years, that's become popular right, in, the, right. in the UK suddenly. But uh, Thanksgiving, you know, if, if Japanese people have appropriated Christmas, yeah. why do they see no appeal in Thanksgiving? Well, you know, Christmas is a very international holiday. So I mm -hmm. think it's easier to appropriate it because uh, everyone's doing it and it's not tied to the country's historical uh record or its history so i think thanksgiving is directly tied to the origins of america so i think it makes it much more weird to celebrate that in different countries because it's it's essentially hey this is the beginning of our country kind of thing right so i think that's the big difference is you're talking about a couple of international holidays and one that is specifically kind of a, a national day of our beginnings or history of our of our rough start.
Yeah, I see that. Um, mm. So does that still have a strong meaning for you? Do you celebrate Thanksgiving when you're in Japan? Well, the, I think the reason Thanksgiving doesn't have a strong meaning for me is because the, the historical mythology of it is so murky that mm -hmm. it, it's really stupid to think like, yeah, the indigenous people and the colonists all got together and were singing Kumbaya or something like, like you, yeah. you, you, you laid out, right? It sounds like bullshit. Like, yeah. Uh, well, the, yeah. I mean, there is a, but, there is a big reaction against um, Thanksgiving, right? Especially yeah. among non, non-white people. Mm. That, you mm. know, maybe Thanksgiving is not something that we should celebrate. Sure, but I mean, but they definitely, if you if you study that era of American history, there was definitely a market and trade and certain levels of selling, buying, cooperation, and yeah, of course, war and antagonism. And but you know, it's it it's not like the colonists came here and just you know killed them all. That's that's not what happened either. There was a very complex relationship, right? Yes, I don't think we should we should simplify and just say that mm. you know the white people came and exterminated the the native population. But I think no, that, 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 that is that is over. The overall narrative, though, is that mm. European settlement of North America and South America was ex you know for various different reasons some of them intentional and some of them unintentional was ex mm. had an extremely bad impact on the native populations yeah. that were already here and so mm. i do i do definitely see that yeah you know celebrating that is not necessarily something that all groups of americans would be all that interested in True. And especially Americans, which come from other countries that are immigrants, like second or like, like if you're a, if you're a first generation, second generation Chinese person or a first generation, second generation uh, Mexican person, I think celebrating Thanksgiving is a bit mm, not as easy as celebrating Christmas or Halloween, which are very international holidays. I, yeah. I think like Thanksgiving is like a long standing, truly... I don't know, American generation after generation of American holidays, which takes a little more to adapt to, I think. Yeah, I've definitely struggled to to find meaning in celebrating Thanksgiving. I mean, right? Yeah, it's right, yeah. just it. I I struggle to see anything more than a gluttony fest. That's <laughs> I, hey, that's enough for me. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, sure, great. So it's a great day to get together with people and eat some good food and cook together, perhaps. And mm. great, but beyond that, I st I'm struggling to see. It doesn't seem to have any deeper meaning for a lot of people, other than that. Other than it's just a tradition of they've done it in previous years. They've had a good time with their family in previous years, and mm. that's about it. Which is, you know which is more than enough. I'm not saying that that's not enough, but you know, I definitely see that Christmas especially does have a, does have a deeper meaning for a lot of people despite its commercialization. So if we can define Thanksgiving, it has migrated from celebrating whatever messy convoluted story of colonists and indigenous 
if you want to understand that relationship, hey, go read some books because that's not an easy one. And anyone, like you said, anyone who says, yeah, white people came over here and killed everyone, that's so oversimplification. Anyone who says they were singing Kumbaya, that's total bullshit. So it, it's, you got to just dig deep into that. Um, so, but I think it has migrated into uh, family is the theme of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, good food, eating a lot, that's the theme of Thanksgiving. Uh, for many, watching Thanksgiving Day American football it has become a huge part of Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. pop, on, pop on those games, right? Pumpkin pie, big turkey, uh, you know, uh, yeah, family, I think, is just the overarching theme. Uh, making, making amends with your family, strengthening bonds with your family, big announcements to your family. I think that's, that's Thanksgiving now. Oh, you've sold it to me now. <laughs> I sold it. Hey, I'm a salesman now, so I gotta sell. <laughs> I, got, I got my my goat skin goat skin Macy holder here, my business card holder. Oh boy, I'm looking forward to receiving one of those uh, business cards, and you better hand it to me with two hands, not one. Respect. <laughs> uh, so, what's uh, is there a holiday that you and Akari especially like uh, celebrating in Japan? A Japanese one. Well, I think in Japan, uh, the Oshogatsu or the Japanese New Year has a lot of similar themes to Thanksgiving okay. and, uh, and Christmas tied up in the one, right? So this is celebrated at the beginning of the New Year and all Japanese people get about three to five days off of work, something like that. So they get, they get time. And uh, yeah, as you know, it, you know, this is kind of a stereotype, but Japanese people work pretty hard year round. And uh, this is a time where nobody works, where many people don't work. They all return back to their family home and uh, just they stay with their parents or and just enjoy those those days and of gluttony, of drinking, of family, uh, going to the temple and giving a little prayer, you know, all that stuff. So it's, it's a cool holiday. So what's the hmm. basis of the celebration? Is it just literally the start of a new year? Wow. We have to interview it. Jeff. Can I, can I refer to my production assistant? Akari, what is the reason for uh, Oshogatsu? The main reason, like what is the beginning? How, what's, yeah. The core. Yeah, why do people celebrate Oshogatsu? I don't know. It's a really, really uh -huh. traditional Okay. But I don't know the real origin. You need to find out. Okay, so even she doesn't know. So it's, it's from the old days. <laughs> the ancestors. Yeah, that's a good thing to research then, right? But it's the start of a new year right now. Yeah, it's a, it's a start of the new year. That's the. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed uh, Oshogatsu in, in Akari's house and like her mom cooked delicious food every day, like loads and loads of food, like pork, uh, here's some fried chicken. Like I was about to pull out a bag of Ritz, Ritz because I was a bit hungry. She saw me and she about slapped my hand. I was like, oh. she's like, no, uh, she's like, oh, wait, wait. And then she fried up a fish and gave it to me. <laughs> she didn't want me to touch those dirty Ritz crackers. <laughs> so it's that kind of holiday, man. You just eat good food. 
Sounds like several days of Thanksgiving to me all combined into one. Yeah, and in the morning, they have some tradition to like drink some sake. So we're drinking alcohol in the morning for breakfast like that. Uh, it it, sound, uh, it sounds a little bit more meaningful than the Western celebration of New Year, which has always seemed quite an empty celebration to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty empty, just some party or something, right? I'm not a big fan of New Year's Eve in the West at all. I think Oshogatsu is, is uh, yeah, more my, my speed. And, you know, you're eating all day, you're drinking all day, a bunch of family members. And then at the end of the day, you take a nice hot bath. So it's very Japanese style. So that's definitely feels good. Uh, you got Akari's mother running you the bath? <laughs> no, no, I run my own bath. Uh, oh, you're a big boy now. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. But hey, but you can't escape duties. If you're if you're around that kitchen, you're going to get put to task. Um, I, what was I doing? Oh, yeah, I was mashing up the, the sweet potatoes. And, uh, you, you gotta like go. You gotta go for a walk or something like that at the crucial time. Yeah, and then her father saw me, and then suddenly I was spraying the side of the house with the hose and cleaning up. The house. <laughs> uh, that's a, that's the son-in-law test. There, you gotta watch out for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so involved. You'll you'll experience it soon when you come to Japan. You should go. You should come for Oshogatsu. We'll see. We'll see if I get an invitation. <laughs> Um, so just to, just to finish off, I'll mention one that's, uh, has a lot of good memories. Yeah. has a lot of good memories for me from, from England. So I, I'm almost certain that this is one that is, you know, barely known outside of, of England. Uh, and it's not even, it's not even, I don't think it's very popular outside, even in the other parts of the UK, mm. um, is uh, Guy Fawkes, uh, night or Guy Fawkes day. So that's Guy Fawkes day. Guy Fawkes night, 5th of November. Ah, so like thinking back on it now, and you know, I knew the story when I was younger, but I didn't think anything more of it, but thinking back now, it's 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 just a little bit of a controversial celebration i think now so you know the basic story is that in 1605 there was a plot to um kill the king and to destroy the destroy parliament um by hiding a huge amount of explosives below the palace of westminster in london and then um yeah lighting it right and destroying the parliament building while the king was inside mm. um so if you i mean if you're familiar with v for vendetta the movie there's a lot of references to it in that right mm. um, so they foiled the plot to uh kill the king destroy the parliament and, and the person that they caught um in the cellars beneath beneath parliament was an italian guy fawkes mm. Ido fawkes um and the uh you know it's for he became the the face of the plot right but there were various mm. people that were caught and then his punishment was to be hung drawn and quartered so all three uh, so yeah that was a traditional um, right. punishment for things like treason at that time so hung by the neck until he was almost dead yeah. then he'd have his stomach slashed open and his insides pulled out drawn uh, yeah drawn yeah and then he'd be sliced into 
four parts uh, and ho a horse would four different horses would drag the four parts around the city and then yes. the head would go on a spike on one of the gates in london to warn sounds like game of thrones i'll yeah, have I mean, his head on a spike <laughs> exactly so game of thrones draws indirectly on a lot of medieval british traditions and british history right and it makes a lot of references right, yeah. to those things yeah if anyone, um, didn't, if anyone didn't catch it quartering they tie up your arms each arm and both legs to four different horses and then they tell the horses to just go and it pulls your arms and legs apart from your body right yeah so that's one type of punishment in the when you're hung drawn and quartered though you're already dead by the time you get to the quartering so they just yeah. cut you up but yeah there is another alternative punishment where you're still alive and the horses literally rip you apart right yeah. um so so that's the basic story and then on Guy Fawkes Night we have a big bonfire and normally we're going to burn an effigy, mm -hmm. um, you know, a doll representing yeah. Guy Fawkes on the fire and mm -hmm. then the explosives are represented through fireworks displays and, you know, we have, there are various different uh, traditional yeah. foods, the most famous one being toffee apples. Celebrating a domestic terrorist. Oh my God. Well, you're, ce you're, ce you're celebrating the death of the terrorist, right? And yeah, so, yeah. but the underlying, the underlying current in the story is that these, the people that were plotting were Catholics, right? And they wanted to yeah. overthrow the Protestant king. So sure. it, it, at its heart, it's an anti-Catholic celebration. Mm. Um, and I didn't really think very much about that until I was older, but um so, so they're not yeah. celebrating Guy Fox, they're celebrating his death. They're celebrating the that mm. they foiled the plot, right? They they stopped yeah. the plot. So yeah. it's a celebration of that. Okay. Um so you know, it, it's kind of cold normally in November, so you go out and go to the park and there'll be fireworks and big bonfire and hot chocolate and that sort of thing so it was always quite an exciting experience for for me as a young child and i think people you know still still love doing that that's a cool yeah. holiday i want to celebrate that all, time. <laughs> all right well if you if you're if you're in england then i'll of course invite you to the... yeah we foiled them catholics <laughs> Oh, you might you might feel a bit uh, uneasy if you go to one of the celebrations as a Catholic yourself. No, I'm not. It's a Catholic background in the family. I'm uh, not. Uh, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> protect the crown. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, uh, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, yeah. One thing I'd like to add is uh, whether it be for Christmas or Thanksgiving, I really miss pumpkin pie. Oh. Really, American oh. pumpkin pie. Oh. <laughs> Trust me, any, anybody who hasn't tried pumpkin pie, you're not missing anything. It's no, no, no. It's no. mushy garbage. He's a liar. Pumpkin pie is great. <laughs> He's a liar. All right. All right. On that note, then uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye bye.